goodness. Oh, sheesh. Okay. I don't want to be too wake her up. (laughs) No, it's okay. She had her walk around the block today, so she's uh, done for the next four hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) What a waste of little monster baby. I know. Aww. I know. Little angel baby. Yeah. All right. Go back to sleep. I know. (laughs) All right. So, all right, let's just, I guess, kick her off. Dive in, girl. All right. Okay, Biblo baddies. We back, baby. What up, Cass? What up, Cass? We're back. Woo-woo. I'm, like, screaming because I'm so excited right now. <laughs> Probably, like, piercing your ears. But, yes, Biblo baddies, we are back. We are so so excited to be recording again. Um, it's been a while, obviously. And you know what? Today, we just want to come on here, maybe talk, talk some talk, have some fun, spitfire some shit out, whatever we want to do. We just wanted to make this light and fun, especially, you know, our last episode was you know, an amazing topic talking about intrusive thoughts. And that was a little heavier, deeper. And we're just, we just want to have some fun today. Like take Mm -hmm. it back to the original style of like having some fun. So yeah. Yeah. Excited for this one. I'm surprised I didn't get an all caps text message from you today. (laughs) (laughs) We back, baby. I mean, it's all caps. Oh, it's an outline, all caps. All caps. (laughs) That's how we know you're going to get some piercing, loud-ass cast attack voice. Ew. Yep. I hate talking in the third person. That was annoying. No, it wasn't. <sighs> okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, well, you had a question for me that you're really excited to ask, but I didn't even think to ask you why you wanted to ask me this question. It was, have I ever been to a strip club? Where did that even come from? It didn't even occur to me to this morning. I'm like, why does she want to talk about being in a strip club? Where is this even coming from? (laughs) Yeah. So I was telling um, another friend this story and I forget how that even got brought up. Oh, I know because her and her boyfriend went to a strip club. They went to Pittsburgh for the weekend and she was texting me that night and she's like, she's like, I just want to, you know, get wild. Well, she didn't say she wanted to get wild, but that's what, how I interpreted it. And she's Uh like, I told, I told my boyfriend, she's like, we should go to a strip club tonight. And I was like, all right, get it girl. But I'm like, but be careful. Like, are you guys prepared? You know, what could happen when couples go to a strip club? And so then when she got back and I asked her, I'm like, did you guys end up going? She said they did and they had fun. And I was like, no fighting or anything about it. She's like, oh, no. that's what you, I'm like, what could happen to a couple at a strip club fighting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And she's probably wondering like, why does she keep saying this? So I, I told her my experience and my story. And then she was laughing and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've never told the story on the podcast. I was like, I have to tell the story. And so, yeah, I just want to tell the story, but I wanted to know if you and Scott, or if you've ever been to a strip club with a boyfriend or with Scott, your husband. I know you definitely have to tell that story because I honestly can't really remember the whole story. So I'm excited to hear it again. And for me, I've never been to a strip club with Scott, not for any particular reason other than it just has not come up. But I have been to a strip club. 
to see the girl dancers or male dancers? They were girl dancers. So I've been to a strip club two times. The first time, um, it was actually Kelly's, I don't know, 23rd or 24th birthday. And she decided she had some like limo credits for whatever reason. And she's like, she oh, always has credits to something. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like limo credits, huh? I mean, it's been so long now. I don't remember why she had these limo credits, but she had them and she got a limo. It wasn't a crazy limo. And it was probably a group of, I don't know, maybe like six or seven of us. We went somewhere in Hamburg down route five and they have that one strip club on route five. No idea what the name is. I think it's still there. It's like pink writing on the outside. And we were on our way back to go to probably Sky Bar, like 67 West, something like that, Soho, downtown. And they're like, let's go to the strip club. And I'm like, I've never been to a strip club. And they're like, oh, we got to get Kathleen to a strip club. So then the dancer ended up going in a line and like motorboating everybody. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not interested in this. And I was kind of trying to hide behind somebody else. Like maybe if nobody sees me, nobody will be like, you got to do a motorball. Ah, you know, and I'm like, I'm just trying to fade into the black. Like no one noticed me. Um, but I was extremely drunk. So I probably wasn't doing a good job. I definitely wasn't doing a good job because they all started calling me out to do the motorball. Yeah. So I just leaned forward and this girl had like jahungas. Like her boobs were fucking enormous. And it was like boom, 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 boom <laughs> on my head. And it was so uncomfortable. I really didn't care for it. And so I leaned back and everybody is hysterically laughing. I'm like, I don't see what's so fucking funny. And they're like, you're supposed to put your head down and then like lean forward I just put my face forward so my face was getting hit by the boobs instead of like you know like the top of your head (laughs) 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 oh my god last time that you've ever motorboated somebody yes I well I mean I guess if I ever had any doubts if I was attracted to women that night solidified that no I'm not I I didn't like that at all <laughs> not, not like motorboating okay not even for fun nothing you it did nothing for you well I think maybe because I did it wrong maybe I didn't enjoy it the way you're supposed to but the boobs like slapping on my face like was so not the vibe <laughs> I didn't care I didn't like it with your eye poked out by her nipple Yes, seriously. It was so, like my head's like banging around. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> you know, that was the same night I walked into the wrong house, too. Do you remember that story? It was, yes. That was the same night. I was, when we were at the strip club, I was fucked up, like already. Then we went downtown. Then I ran into a guy that I had a crush on at the time and everybody left in the limo and I stayed with him. And then he went to drop me off at Pat's house. And I ended up getting in a screaming match with him for whatever reason. And then I just stumbled out of the car. So I think I was really hoping that we would go home together. And that wasn't yeah. the case. He was probably going to meet some other girl because that's just what he did. Loser douchebag. Yeah, 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 you know, the type. Uh, So anyways, yeah, I was like beyond fucked up, like blacked out. And I walked all the way upstairs into um, a house, walked into the house, and it was two girls sitting on the couch. And they like whipped their heads around with like bug eyes. And I was like, oh, I go, sorry, wrong house. And I turned, (laughs) like, oh, my God. And then I finally made it to Pat's house. Oh my <laughs> He's like, God. where have you been? All the same wow. night. Was it just the house next door to Pat's? 
Girl, I have no idea. I don't even know how I found Pat's, honestly. Like, I went back downstairs like, oh, my God, Kathleen, get it together. I have no idea where I am. I don't have my car. <laughs> you know, this is before, oh. like, Uber and shit. Like, I'm yeah, right. Home. Like, I'm like, I need to focus in my <laughs> And it was funny because when I walked into the wrong house, I walked in the front door and up the stairs. Every time you go to Pat's apartment, you go in the side door. That's how drunk yeah. I was. I yeah. was fucked up. So, oh yeah. my God, Kathleen! Quite the adventure. <laughs> if, if Scott said, "Let's go to a strip club," would you go with him? Uh, I would do it if, like, there was like an event happening, and I don't know, maybe if I'm at like a bachelorette party and it, we're going to a strip club, or maybe it's like a combined bachelor, bachelorette, and strip clubs involved. But to just go, eh, I'm good. I do, I yeah. did not get good vibes in those strip clubs. It was. I don't know. It was a little too real for me. A little too depressing. I don't know. I, I did not get good vibes, you said. I didn't. It was depressing. It was like kind of sad. Why are you sad? These girls are making fucking bank. They're making more money than us. You're probably right about that. But I just, I don't know. It, it just, it's more like the men just like sitting alone, like leering at these women. It was just, it's just a little too real for me. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. I don't like this at all. Yeah. I've been to before the story that I'm about to tell you, but I bet I went to a strip club one other time before that of females. And yeah, and it was weird. And a girl from my high school was one of the strippers there. It was weird. Oh, shit. Um, Damn. Yeah. And it was with a group, group of people. And what's funny is this girl actually always, I, well, we thought she was joking in high school in like 11th and 12th grade, but she apparently wasn't joking because she said she always wanted to be a stripper. And then a few years later, you know, she was a stripper and it's not like she like dressed provocative in school or anything. You know, she like, she dressed cute and stuff and, um, her, both her and her sister became strippers at this at uh this place but yeah we walked in with like a group of us and I saw her and I was like oh my god this is so weird wow she actually made her dreams come true career goals (laughs) and you know what like I mean women's bodies are so beautiful and I don't think there's anything shameful about being the naked body or anything like that and the dancing like that's all great I think it's more the clientele that was just giving me like the heebie-jeebies it just was even even remembering it now my stomach hurts like I really Really didn't like the men in there, like just sneering and leering at these women. I mean, you know, they just see them as like objects and things, not actual human beings. I think that was the part where it was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah, I totally get that. And the only other, the only time I've ever been to a quote unquote strip club, but it was more of like a show, was in Vegas, and it was guys, and it was Ooh. called Hustlers. And this was the when we went a few years ago to Vegas, and it was a combined uh, bachelor bachelorette party. So the guys were going to a female strip club, and I'm like, I don't want to know a fucking thing. <laughs> but we were going to the male. Yeah. <laughs> But it was more of a performance and a show and everybody in this. So this whole Hustlers building was women on the bottom stripping. And that was like, you know, the creepy vibe. But it's Vegas. So it's like done a little bit Yeah, I think Vegas might be a little different than like, you know, hole in the wall strip club in (laughs) Hamburg. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the top floor was the guys. And oh my God, it was so much freaking fun. And you know, everybody, everybody there, like all of the women there were 
it, like there for something, a birthday, a bachelorette. Everyone was there for groups. And these guys were pretty, holy shit, freaking hot. And, you know, they're bringing in probably thousands every single night. I mean, oh, I'm sure. Doing the thing. But they did it more of a performance, you know, like putting on a show. And, I mean, they got the crowd involved. A different guy would come out and they would be doing it to great music. They would encourage us to, like, dance and stuff. And they'd bring Ooh. people up on stage. But for everybody, not like, you know, like a creepy, like, oh, my God, give me $200. I'll take you in the back room type of, you know, thing. Yeah. So that was super super fun. But this experience and why I will never go to a strip club again with oh Carmen. God. I don't care if we're in a group. I don't care if there's a hundred people that I know there. Like, no, I'm not going with Carmen ever again. So we were back home and I'm not going to disclose the names of the friends that we went with this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So we're at the bar, we're drinking and everything. And then all of a sudden, somehow the strip club gets brought up. They're like, let's go, let's go. And even like, you know, my girlfriend, she's like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And by now it's freaking like one in the morning, I think maybe midnight. I don't know, but it's already late and we've already been drinking for hours. Oh yeah. Sounds like a good idea when you've had several cocktails and it's one in the morning. (laughs) Exactly. Like at our age, I mean, and granted this was like, I don't know, maybe like six, seven years ago, but I think it's important to say that we were in our thirties because you hear this story and you're thinking, oh my God, twenties, like they're immature at this point. No, we were in our thirties. We were drinking (laughs) and we should have been in bed by 10 PM, but we're not. And it's midnight. And now all of a sudden, or one in the morning and somebody's like, let's go to the strip club. So Carmen, my husband, his brother, crazy Chris, he's Mm -hmm. also with us. So it's, me and Carmen, Chris, and then our two friends that are married. We go to the strip club. We walk in. There's like creeps in there. There's like just a weird crowd in there. All of a sudden, I don't know why the guys thought that they would go and sit at the stage, but you know, instantly me and my friend are like, not okay with this, but they're, and they're not even strip club guys. I don't even know. They've probably only been to a strip club like one time in their life. So they're like mm-hmm. the dorks in this place, like page, <laughs> not knowing what to do. One of our friends, he was wearing glasses. So the stripper comes up and they weren't even hot, like hot strippers. Okay. But, um, I guess that's irrelevant, but you know, like when you think of a stripper, you're like, just be hot. Like, so we can give you some credit or something. And I'm sounding super mean, but anyways, the stripper comes up to the one friend, Carmen and him are both sitting at this stage. She takes off his glasses and sets them next to him. And she starts going all over him, all over him motorboating? Yes. She was motorboating. She was doing everything. She pushed, pushed his chair out a little bit so she could like paddle him for a second. Now me and my friend are watching this and we are fuming. I'm trying to keep it bay. Like I'm trying to stay calm. I don't want to make a scene, but she is revving me up. Yeah. No, you need to make a scene. Yeah. She's revved up. (laughs) I'm getting revved up. Chris, Chris is my brother-in-law. He's flailing, getting all around. He's not understanding what's going on. And you know, his <laughs> name is crazy Chris for a reason, but for, he doesn't what? know what's happening. No, he has no idea what's happening. He's gallivanting around. So 
Then she moves on to Carmen. Hold up. We're going to need to edit out like a hundred times because I keep accidentally (laughs) saying my friend's name because it's really hard not to. So I need to, instead of saying my friend, my friend, I'm going to just make up a name. Um, Let's go with Jane. Okay. I'm going to say Jane. Okay. Jane, you were with Jane and her husband just got motorboated and now the stripper is moving on to your husband. Yes. So you guys are riled. We are riled up. And I feel like the stripper could tell that me and Jane were riled up. I don't know at this point if Jane hit her husband on the, smacked him on the back of the head yet at this point or not. She might have, and maybe that's why the stripper then proceeded to push Carmen's chair way back. And then, and I mean, this must be a strong bitch because she (laughs) was pushed him back. She put her hands on the edge of his chair and she did like a handstand on the chair (gasps) and then flipped herself over him. So now her vagina is in his face. Oh my God. Fuck that. No. Oh my God. So yeah, then Jane swears that she sees that this stripper touched Carmen's penis. And I'm like, no, she did not. No, she did not. But she was like, no, I saw it. Her hand, her hand just touched it. Her hand just touched it. As I'm watching her head in his crotch, (laughs) while her vagina is in his face. It was insane. So wait, were the two of them laughing? Were they like deer in headlights? What were they doing? They were like deer in headlights. I Okay. I would guess that, but. <laughs> and it's Jane's husband, he didn't have his glasses on. So he's like, what's, what's, what's happening? I don't even know what's going on. I, I think I see some legs, but they're blurry. I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny to tell the story now. But, um, okay. So then, so then, me, so then I think that is when Jane went and smacked him in the back of the head like not like a hard smack just like what the what the fuck are you doing get the fuck up like you're letting her do this yeah and so then I'm riled up and I'm like Carmen like let's fucking go like what is like what is going on now that's what it was okay see now it's all coming back to me too because then the stripper got pissed she was getting pissed and she was telling us to leave the stage because you're taking money out of her pocket probably that's why she got mad yeah yeah. yeah. And then I feel like she said something like, this is why you don't come with your girlfriends or your wives, oh. something like that. And, you know, like I said, this wasn't like, you know, a classy stripper uh, type of joint here. It He's was. popping off to you too. <laughs> yeah. So we go up to the bar to get Chris and me and Carmen are now arguing at the mm-hmm. bar again should not even we should have been in bed we've been drinking a long time this Mm -hmm. is this is crazy to even talk about this chris is the one trying to calm the situation down he's like it's okay guys it's all right what what happened cat okay Cass. okay what did what happened carm what happened and then he's like what's up with jane and her husband and we're like oh yeah they're just as you know riled up and he's like oh my god so we're getting kicked out. We're out of everybody in this fucking place. I mean, there's probably 
people in gangs in this place, people that yeah. probably freaking are way more drunk than we are. There's way more bigger perverts in this place than we are. And we're the fucking ones. Yeah, right. Out. We're the ones because you're not putting up that cash, girl. That's why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I feel like there was another part of it, too, where Jane's husband was, like, circling the place trying to get money out of the ATM. But this dude kept, like, cutting in front of him in front of the ATM, like, being, like, a bully. So we were clearly, like, the minority in this place. They were like, these are not the regulars. Get them the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Regulars. Ew. Regulars at a strip club. Yes, I remember that whole story, though. Oh, my God. That is crazy. You want to know what, though? I'm trying to picture myself in your shoes, in Jane's shoes, and I would have 1,000% like blacked out, had a reactive rover moment. I probably would have done more than just smacked him in the head. I would probably try to like shoved him off the chair. Like I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's like just so stupid. That's why I'm like, don't ever go to a strip club with your dude unless unless you guys have like an agreement about something and you're totally, totally okay. Some people probably can and it and it's fine. Or I have an agreement like, yeah, let's go and we'll we'll look at some girls and we'll get horny for each other and then go home and have like great sex or something. Okay. Yeah. If you are going and you are not okay with your man going up to the stage and because you can't control what's about to happen if he goes mm-hmm. to the stage. Yeah, like, yeah. Do not go. You guys need to have a conversation about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's couples who like, they don't care. Like, yeah, maybe it'll yeah. get them revved up or the wife will laugh at the husband getting a lap dance. Like, they just don't care. Um, Scott is a very good boy and I trust him with everything, but I would not want to watch that. Fuck that. It would make me really angry. Yeah. I I would re I would have like a snap reaction. I would black out and yeah, it would be like, probably like maybe we shouldn't have come here. (laughs) Yeah. Like what the fuck were we thinking? And so, you know, we take the Uber from the strip club back to Fletcher's. That's where we were beforehand. And, you know, nothing good happens at Fletcher's. But, I mean, of course, good times there. So then, but then we're walking home from Fletcher's with Jane and her husband. And we're all arguing the whole walk home. And now it's like, you know, three in the morning. You and Jane, like, power walking ahead of Carmen and Jane's husband, like, lagging behind. Like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> That's how I picture it. So freaking funny. So funny. Yeah. So it's like, again, Carmen's not like a strip club guy or anything, but he has had a couple bachelor parties and it's just like, I don't want to know a thing then. Like, go. I'm not going to tell you not to go, obviously, but think with your brain and I don't want to know a thing. I've told Scott, like when he's gone to bachelor parties, when there's going to be strippers there, I've told him, if you lay a fucking finger on one of those girls, I'm done with you. Like, I don't like the idea of that at all. Maybe you can stand there and look, I guess, whatever. I'm not going to control where your eyes go. But if they fucking touch you, we're done. I forgot. I have said that to him in the past. He hasn't been to a bachelor party in a while, but I've said that to him. Okay, so even if they... they do a lap dance to him no he's not doing done. lap dances uh-uh no okay. i'm done i'm saying that very loosely but <laughs> i'm just not gonna be okay with it <laughs> is what i'm communicating to him like and i'm psycho i'm like just so you know i will find out i know everything you do and he's like okay Kathleen. 
Does he believe you or get scared of you? Or is he just like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm going to be respectful, but calm down. He's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not interested. <laughs> he just lets me go and go. And then he's just like, it's fine. I'm not interested. Like, he's just oh he's got to unfazed by my rants. <laughs> I love that he just lets you go. <laughs> I mean, if I really, if I go too hard with that shit, he, eventually he'll be like, why do you have to say these things to me? You know I'm not going to, but if it's just a quick rant, he's just like, okay. Rather <laughs> <Like, what? laughs> <laughs> <After> that. <laughs> oh my God. He just laughs at me. He thinks I'm insane. Yeah. Which I am. And I want him to think I'm insane. Like I want him to be a little afraid of me. I'm okay with it. I, I'm insane and I can act tough. Carmen is literally not scared of me. <laughs> so that sucks for me. I want him to be scared of me. He's not at all. It's so annoying. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> you have a little bit of fear, I think. A little bit of like, like Scott's not like afraid of me. Like I'm going to like physically hurt him because obviously I can't. But I think... <laughs> He like towers over me. But I think like I've threatened him, especially in the beginning of our relationship. Like if you ever cheat on me, I will know about it. I will find out about it. And that'll be it for us. So I, I he's a little bit afraid. I think if he ever maybe even had a sliver of a thought of even like having a nice conversation with a girl he finds relatively attractive, he's not going to because he knows he, maybe he's like, maybe that bitch will find out what I'm doing. Even if I delete the messages, she's going to know. And then he just doesn't. Yeah, I'm an investigator, motherfucker. P.I. Yeah. Yeah, I watch your back. I know. I And I'm, obviously, like I said, he's a very good boy. He would never, and I do trust him, but I don't want him to know that I trust him. <laughs> I can't believe and he, and he doesn't listen to this podcast, as we all know, so. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, yeah, that's the great thing. Me and Carmen were going back and forth this morning about a couple of things, just giving each other shit. And I was like, he's going golfing. I was like, okay, yeah, like hurry up and leave. And then he said something. I was like, okay, I hope you suck at golfing today. He's like, I always suck at golfing. So that doesn't hurt me. And I'm oh. like, I get, okay, well, I hope it fucking pours on you guys then today and you can finish your game. And he's like, well, the rain doesn't phase me. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. Yeah. He goes, I hope your um, technology cuts out while you're recording podcasting this morning. <laughs> and then I get pissed because he knows he can, he, like, I'll feed into it and get riled up real easy. <laughs> oh my God. He's working you. You're trying to get him riled up and he just the opposite. <laughs> oh my God. That is actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the fucking time and it drives my, I drive myself nuts about it. Oh my God. <laughs> So, shifting gears a little bit, but do you think Tom and Raquel ever go to strip clubs together? <laughs> From Vanderpump Rules, if you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about, people. Yeah, Vanderpump Rules. And last we talked about Vanderpump Rules, I had not watched a thing on it. Fast forward, I am now a fan. I've watched both reunions, part one and part two. I've watched a couple of episodes of like this past season, like leading up to it. And from what I hear about Tom, he's a 21-year-old and a 40-year-old body. So I'm going to guess that motherfucker is taking Raquel to a strip club. Yes. Yes. That's my vote. And even if she doesn't want to go and she doesn't like it, she's probably going to just act totally okay and fine by he could probably be like making out with another girl and she'd be like well 
It's just a stripper, so it's fine. Um, I I want to ask you, how do you feel about Raquel? Because I don't know much about this girl. You got like the whole history. All I've seen of her is a couple of episodes. Oh, I saw the Sheena's wedding episode. Not when she got married, but like leaning up to it. And then I saw reunion one and two. That's all I've seen of her so far. I want to know what you think about her and her reactions in that trailer during the reunion. Because I I think I'm legitimately concerned for this woman. I am concerned for her. So, you know, the whole time since she's been on the show, I haven't haven't really known what I felt about her literally the last few years that she's been on the show. Because sometimes I would feel bad for her. Sometimes I would think like, oh my God, how does this girl have her bachelor's? Like she doesn't speak very educated. And I know I don't use big words and stuff either, but I mean, just something she would say, I don't know. And then other times she'd be like crying about like people not showing up to her dog party, but then other times she'd have like no remorse. And so I just like, I felt bad with, for her and her relationship with James because he was, you know, put her through hell. But she and she always had his back. So I was like, maybe there is something there with her. I think everybody was is bamboozled by her or she's literally like going through something crazy. I felt a tiny little itty bitty bad for her even during some scenes leading up to the reunion that the part two of a reunion that just aired. Because I'm like, did Tom manipulate her too? And and I mean, obviously she knew that him and Ariana were still kind, still kind of together. But was he like, no, like we are living separate lives. We don't, you know, that's what it looked like on the show. Like we don't have sex. We don't even spend time together. Anything. So I'm like, was she? kind of hopeless you know hopelessly romantic in a way and then I'm like no fucking no 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 but you know that happens you know you you fall for somebody based on what they're telling you yeah um but then okay but then part two reunion Sheena is sobbing everybody was hard to watch sobbing we're all you know have tears in our eyes yeah and she is in the trailer with a stone cold face and she even says you know I should have sent Sheena a letter Mm -hmm. um, saying that I'm dropping the charges you know Sheena is crying uncontrollably at this point saying that she loved Raquel how they were pretty much family and yeah then Raquel's just in the trailer and she's like oh I should have written her a letter and you know what now I think watching this back I think I'm having some regrets yes (laughs) and she's smiling when she says it like literally no remorse and I'm like that's like psychotic shit yes there's like a chip missing big time big chip like I think a whole chunk not even a chip yeah yes a whole chunk well I want to tell you my theory just being a newbie and just watching a few things and then of course getting blasted with all the info on Instagram um, right and everything that I sent you everything that you send me yeah and other people um well first of all I want to say 
like, yes, you can get manipulated and bamboozled by a man 1,000%, especially this guy seems to be, I mean, we don't know for sure, but he seems to be textbook narcissist. And when you deal with somebody like that, like, it's it's hard, and I, I sympathize with that. However, you are best friends with his girl. I don't mm-hmm. care what's going on in the relationship. Like, it's fucked up to even date your best friend's ex. Like, right what's whoa like that's why she's getting fucking crucified as she should be i think that is so fucked up to me if i were in a nine-year relationship and i had a best friend who knew our relationship hung out with us yada yada and then i found out she was fucking him i to me i'd be more mad at the friend than the man I, i honestly i'm not even kidding like i would i would be more heartbroken over my friend doing a girlfriend doing that to me than my guy. So let me just say that. Yeah. And especially because, you know, Ariana confided in Raquel and, and yeah, these, the, you know, some of them are friends, really good friends on the show. And then they only see mm-hmm. each other, you know, a few times outside of it. It doesn't right. sound like that was the case with them. Like they no, were legitimate best friends in the show and outside of the show. It's just crazy to me that that one scene, I don't know if you saw this episode or not, but where Ariana and Raquel are having a conversation at Sir and Raquel starts asking her if her and Tom are intimate and uh, Ariana starts opening up to her and she's like, so do you think that you could get back to a place, you know, and looking back or now that I've seen the reunion and, and have thought about it a little bit more, I'm thinking, was she fact checking Tom, like trying to find out? Because when you first watch that, you're thinking, oh my God, this bitch, she knew exactly what she was doing, which she did, but like just trying to get info. But I bet you he was trying, she was trying to just fact check Tom, like, are they actually intimate or not? Yeah, because wasn't there a point in the reunion part one where they were asking questions like that and everyone's just screaming at him so he can't answer? Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, that was kind of annoying a little bit. It was annoying, but it was also – I thought it was entertaining. But then they cut to Raquel like, I just want him to answer the question. I think because to some degree she was tricked by him as well. Yeah. Listen, I'm not excusing the behavior at all because on a friendship level, like that is just – to me, it's like – that's the ultimate, like, oh my God, you just don't do that. But okay, here's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> you know what? I have a couple of conspiracy theories today. Dying for one of these fucking conspiracy theories from you for a while. I tried to get you to go like one of the other episodes we recorded and you said you stopped. You stopped with your conspiracy theories, but they're back. Fuck yeah, bring it. I have stopped, but this is my, I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but this is my theory. Okay. I was thinking it when I was watching and I was thinking it, like looking at all the videos and social media. And then I heard another podcaster say it. So I'm like, okay, I feel validated enough to say it on here. Okay. I think Raquel is on the spectrum. I think she may be a little autistic. I really do. I've done a lot of autistic autism research just for my own information. Yeah, I have. And, um, you know, there's a lot out there. Um, there's a lot of like subtle autistic or like neurodivergent characteristics that are starting to become more well-known and that weren't in the past. And I'm seeing these very subtle signs in her. You know what I'm saying? What were some of the subtle signs? Well, first of all, not a subtle sign, but the void of emotion is a big one. Yes. 
That is a huge one. It's a big one. And what's to me, what's different with more of like a narcissist, sociopath type of behavior. Those people are void of emotion, but they're also very manipulative. Obviously, she just screwed over her friend, but she wasn't the mastermind behind it. And she doesn't, she strikes me as kind of uh, not that smart, you know, not smart enough to like pull off a giant, like a lot of like manipulative behavior. Maybe I'm wrong, but I am getting maybe she's autistic vibes. I saw the scene where she went into Katie's hotel room and told Katie, yeah, that she couldn't come to the private area because technically she's not a guest of the oh, wedding. Oh, yeah, but Sheena ended up saying that she was just joking about it. Missing those social cues is a big sign of autism. And, like, maybe back in the day it would have been waved off as, like, funny. Like, oh, sorry, I just misinterpreted what you said. But that's actually a sign of autism. Like, that's a big social cue to, like, misunderstand and to go to someone and say, sorry, you're not invited. And even as she was telling Katie, you could tell it was very rehearsed. She was very stiff. More so than this is just an uncomfortable conversation. Like, I, I she was void of emotion in her eyes. Those are all the things that, to me, are pointing to maybe this girl's a little on the spectrum. I don't know. I could be wrong. Let me um, weigh in on this. So she could be. Have you heard about it? No, I hadn't. But it makes sense, especially the way sometimes, yeah, she acts or speaks. But the Mexico scene where she goes to Katie's room, that to me was just like she just wanted camera time. And she wants. Mm. she's trying so hard to get to the top of Vanderpump Rules and casting and get screen time. So she's like, even if Sheena is joking, this is going to make good TV. So I'm going to go fucking mm. tell her. Okay. And then the lack of emotion that that I can totally see. But I also think she might just not actually give a fuck. And she's just blind to it all so that yeah that I can see her being kind of on the spectrum of that because even in, when Andy asked her when they were doing just their one-on-one yeah Andy asked her like did you did you think you and Ariana would be you yeah. know okay after this she didn't even think she, about it right no she no she legitimately thought that her and Ariana might be oh they might okay. be okay right it might yes. be okay. And yeah. that's be- then she also followed that up with how her and Tom were trying to get their stories straight and they were going to make it seem like it wasn't going on as long as it was. And that's why she thought her and Ariana might be able to be okay because yeah. if they were only doing this for two months instead yes. of a year, then that makes, you know, a huge difference. And, and like to me, girls – who don't give a fuck, I feel like they know enough in certain situations to show some type of emotion. Even if it's fake. Yeah, and it probably is fake, but they know, they have the social cue and awareness to know, I can't sit here with a stoic face because I'm going to look like a legit sociopath. Whereas- an autistic person, they Why don't not? have that awareness. It's it's they're void of it. And yes. I'm not I'm not judging autistic people. I'm just kind of like factually explaining how autism works. And I see a lot of that in Raquel. And again, I am not excusing this bitch's behavior. I'm not saying, oh, it, well, she's autistic, so it's okay. No. I'm sure every autistic person would line up and say, I would never fucking do that to my friend. You know what I mean? Right. So I, but I guess I'm just, I'm just not buying into the fact that this bitch is diabolical. I think it's something else going on. 
no, I like hearing this perspective because I haven't heard it before. This is awesome. I've been waiting to bust it out. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy that you did because it's good to hear because, you know, everybody's just been talking shit. Everybody's like this and that. So I like hearing a different perspective on that, whether it's, you know, true or not. But it does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And because, like, just look at Raquel and Tom together. So like he's been doing it a lot longer. So he's like a master manipulator narcissist. She's like a new one, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, we don't know, I guess what she was like before that, but I feel like she's just kind of letting Hollywood and LA get the best of her also trying to get to the top and get as famous as possible because she has always felt lost. That's what's always kind of made me feel a little bit bad for she's, we've talked about this a, a gazillion times, where, you know, maybe in our 20s, though, or early 20s or in high school or something where you maybe are trying to find your way and you're lost and you do some things that you're for attention that you normally didn't really like to do. And again, like you just said, like not excusing any fucking behavior doing this to your goddamn best friend. Yes. But if you were in Hollywood and the fame and everything, I can see how you might get lost in the juice. I don't know if that's a saying, but we'll lost in the it. sauce. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you meant to say? Yes, lost <laughs> in the juice. <laughs> oh my god! But when you put Tom and Raquel next to each other, Raquel, yeah, isn't aware of yeah that stoic face and the emotion. Where Tom, a true manipulator narcissist. Yep. He at least knows to like fake cry or yeah. something here and there or be like the facial expert, like, oh my God, dude, like, oh, oh God. He knows to give something because that's what those situations requires. That's the yes. difference to me. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I fucking loved when he started crying in the reunion and that other guy, oh, James Kennedy was like, like, what did he say? He's like, come on, man, like get it together. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking mustache worm. (laughs) Mustache worm. Oh, I love that line. That was a good line. But did you notice, and see, people who've dealt with a narcissist probably noticed this. As soon as he got called out for crying. He snapped. He he snapped and his whole expression changed. Like the the sadness, boom, gone. Now, if you're not a narcissist and you're crying over something you did wrong and somebody's calling you out, you might still get angry because it's, it's jarring to get screamed at when you're crying, but you're still going to be crying. It's going to be like a sad, mad type of hybrid thing going on. Whereas he, that sadness, boom, it was gone instantly. And then he, yeah, that is a sign. If for anybody dealing with a narcissist or if you want to protect yourself, that's a sign. When they shut off those tears instantly, you know that those tears were not real to begin with. Fraud, fake fucker. Fucker. Um, I do. I want to retract my initial comments on Ariana's dress from the beginning. Oh, thank God. When you sent me that message, I was like, I know you were so mad. I was so, I couldn't believe that you were not a fan of this dress. So, okay. I did. I loved the dress. I loved the color. I loved her hair. I think she looks great in red. I love that she wore red. What I didn't like about it is it had kind of like a pointy shoulder like a shoulder pad kind of look, but I thought the band that went over her boobs was just like a little too low. I wish it would have been a little bit higher. Maybe she couldn't, you know, just because of the way her chest is. You wanted but, it maybe a little bit wider too, like not such a skinny band. Maybe, maybe yeah, wider, maybe, maybe wider would have helped, like just bring the yeah. band up just a tiny bit. So it was just a little bit more proportional. That was, that was the only thing that was tripping me up. But now after like 
knowing Ariana, watching her, watching how she's just fucking serving it to this fucking man, um, she fucking worked. I, I actually, like, I'm obsessed with Ariana now. I love her. And, it, and it's all making sense now. I love the dress. So I just had to put that out there. Smoking bod, smoking dress, everything. She owned it. In those TikToks where they slow motioned, like, James's face and Andy's face. And James's tongue is out, like, as she's walking. It's just so badass. Like, and Andy was like, yes, girl. <laughs> Bring it. Give the three snaps. He's like, hell yeah. She is going to be, I hope she becomes like the poster child for like bouncing back after a shitty relationship and a, yeah. you know, a man that did you wrong. Honestly, yep. like I want, I want that for her. I think she has, she gets emotional, but she has control over herself. You can tell like she has the right coping skills to heal and get there. And then I hope she uses that for good. That's what I want for Ariana. Yeah. Yeah, and she already has like she's in a razor commercial now. She's Uber One a- Eats. Yeah, Uber One Eats. I've yeah. watched that like a million fucking times. I can't told. Got that Uber One Eats or yeah, tip that- for ya. <laughs> Uber One tip for ya. <laughs> you know every word you have. I've watched it so many times. I love it. <laughs> I'm um, sold. Yeah. I love Ariana. She's killing it, and she's making it bank and yeah she's gonna come out on top did you listen or watch the call her daddy with episode with ariana yes i did she just seems really balanced and she even admitted a couple times you know like yeah of course we had good times or like yeah i probably did ignore some things you know she's really great at taking accountability and for something maybe that she could have changed she just she's very well spoken very well spoken i was very very impressed impressed. i mean these two were together for nine years like i don't know if people were looking for like we were perfect and then i just got tricked like I mean, if you're in a nine, I mean, me and you have been with our guys for about nine right. years. Like, if you think it's sunshine and rainbows all nine years, you are delusional. That's not delusional. how relationships work. It ebbs and flows. There's ups and there's downs. And you have to also think about the realness of, I have committed nine years to this person. I'm not just walking away just because we're going through a rough patch. You know what I mean? I don't like how people are grilling her about that. And I know Tom had a hand in that and like trying to create a narrative which just goes to show again fucking narcissist piece of shit no it's so relatable where she was like okay if we just get through this one time in our life we'll be good and then we would be good and then i'd we'd go through something else okay if we just get through this one time in our life it's gonna be it's gonna be really good like that's so relatable we've all been through that you know you want to support the person that you love you want to make it work and So I, yeah, I just, I really, I really respect her. I respect her a lot too. I respected her honesty and I love how um, strong she is. Like, yeah, yes, I I am emotional. Yes, this hurt me, but I'm, I'm living my life. What were you going to say? I'm just laughing because I'm just picturing, I have said, excuse me. I have said a couple of things like this. Not that Carmen gives a shit. He knows nothing about Vanderpump. But I'm just like spewing things off, you know, and like saying like, you know, I really respect her. He'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, you respect her because you fucking know her and she's not lying through her teeth on every podcast that she's talking about. So I was just laughing when I said that because. No, she's not. We are really sounding like we legitimately know her. We're her best friends. 
<laughs> we're literally her best friend. Oh my so. god. I almost I'm gonna say this real quick, then we'll move on. Um I was trying to watch more Vanderpump before we talked, just so I had a little bit more context. And I had it on while I was cooking. And then Scott came in the living room and sat down and he he didn't complain. So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, he's gonna actually watch it. So I finished cooking. Natalie was at a friend's house. And so we're just eating in the living room. And um He's still not saying anything. And we're watching it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we ended up watching two episodes. And this was leading up to – so this was Wednesday night. This was leading up to Reunion Part 2. So I'm like, oh, my God. He's going to watch the Reunion 2 with me. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. I was, like, so excited. And then – because he Scott will not watch any reality shows. He yeah, yeah. He will not – he won't even sit down. So I was, like, getting so excited. I'm sitting there like, don't move a muscle. Don't say a word. I don't want to spook him. And then all of a sudden <laughs> – I said, oh my God, I can't believe Raquel saying that when she cheated, blah, blah. And I went, because I couldn't even help myself because it was so yeah. crazy. And he was like, oh, I can't take this anymore. And he stands up and goes outside. I'm like, yeah, oh, you broke the seal, Kathleen. <laughs> but it was, I don't even know what it was, but it was so crazy that she, I think it was when she was um trying to hook up with Schwartz. I was like, I can't believe this. I was like, she's yeah. fucking her best friend's man right now, Scott. And he just he, he's like, that's it. He's like, that's it. I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> he's like, I can't take it anymore. And he went outside. <laughs> that's hysterical. You were trying so hard and then you couldn't like internally I was screaming. Like I need to talk about this, but I'm like I'm like sitting like this with my hair over my mouth, like don't say anything, don't say anything. Don't yeah. Say anything. <laughs> So I was trying to make it long enough to where like he would get into it, but no, yeah. no, he, he never does. Scott's just like he's not into drama. It's not his thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I just had to tell you that. That that's fucking hysterical. So, did you watch Jersey Reunion? No. Have you watched any Jersey season thirteen? No. No. Okay. I don't think so. I turn it. So, okay. Maybe I have, I turn it on and wait a minute. Cause there's the new girls. Yes. Danielle and Rachel Fuda. Yeah. So I have, so I have seen some, seen a little bit of it. Yeah. I've seen a few episodes. Okay. Did you see their reunion looks? I saw the reunion looks. Yes. Okay. What did you think about them? Okay. Hang on. Let me pull it up. (laughs) Teresa was wearing gold, right? Yes. I'm just going to say, apparently, I didn't realize this. Apparently, they do color themes every year, which I didn't realize that. But I, as a group, I did not like at all royal blue and gold. I absolutely fucking hated that color scheme. I didn't like it at all. Individually, I feel differently, like just them standing there. But as a group, royal blue and gold reminds me of like school spirit shit. Like I'm not into it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, I see what you're saying. Individually, their outfits look great. I think I don't actually really like Melissa's that much. And the girl that had the golds with the um one shoulder big bow, mm-hmm. that's Rachel Fuda. I'm not into that one at all. Okay. So far we agree. I really like the girl that had the bun with the blonde hair and she had like a dark navy blue, like corset type top. That's pretty. 
That's Margaret. I okay. I love that dress, but Margaret is like in her sixties. I feel yeah. like maybe I almost feel like Margaret and Rachel Fuda should have switched because Rachel Fuda's in her thirties. Yeah, and I, yes. she's like a thin girl, and I feel like I don't. I don't know why she would wear like a giant dress with a lot of fabric when you're kind of shorter and it didn't look right. I mean, even myself, I'm five feet tall. When I was trying on wedding dresses that were very poofy, everybody was like, you're, you're get lost in it because you're too short, you know? And I kind of felt that with Rachel, she's lost in the fabric. If her and Margaret would have switched dresses, I thought that would have been better. Margaret, she just lost a lot of weight. I think she did the Ozempic thing that everyone's talking about, um, which, you know, whatever, but I'm sure she wanted to busted out a little bit feeling thinner but I don't know I just felt like she was too old for that dress I think my favorite is the light blue uh Dolores I like I really like that one and I think I like Teresa's yeah I I like Teresa's I love Teresa's hair more than anything I couldn't stop staring at her hair because all those women they all do like the long mermaid hair and I was getting kind of sick of it so I'm glad Teresa switched it up I thought that little wavy bob looked great on her and obviously, I thought the dress was serving. She looked great in gold. Dolores looked good, but I feel like she always does dresses like that. I would have liked to see something different from oh, her. Okay. So what was your favorite? Okay. My favorite was Danielle's. That bitch served to me. I thought she looked phenomenal. I thought the dress was phenomenal. I liked the hair was up, but it was sleek. I, I love that dress. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Look at her legs. Look at her fucking leg. I know. Damn. Like, she Holy came shit. to serve. I love, love, love that dress on her. Yes. Yeah. The the one in gold with the with the big bow on her shoulder, not. That's my least favorite out of all of these. My least favorite is tied with Rachel Fuda and Melissa. I, Melissa is usually very good with the looks. I was surprised by this. Yeah, she is. I'm surprised by it, too. But Danielle Cabral, oh my fucking God, I'm obsessed with that dress. Okay, so I saw a clip from the reunion. And like I said, I haven't watched the reunion yet. And I was trying to fit it in before this episode, but I just Mm -hmm. couldn't. (sighs) I'm so upset about it. But, okay, how many parts is this? Is it like a three-parter, like Vanderpump? It's three parts, and I think only one has released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? I yeah I watched the one that released I honestly wasn't even gonna watch it because it's stressing me the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) because yeah I saw Teresa say something like I can't wait to never fucking talk to you again to Melissa so tell me you gotta fill me in that was it yeah she said I can't and I saw the clips that but why all because of the wedding stuff still I think they're they were just going back and forth and I think the two of them feel like everybody else feels like I'm over this. Like I'm sick of watching it. I think the two of them need to exit stage left and work out your family drama off camera because everybody it's, it's entered a place where it's too dark, too much has happened. There's more accusations being thrown out there. Now, Teresa is saying that she heard from Jacqueline Larita that Melissa and Joe were calling Um, the IRS on them and she accused them of putting them in jail. And you know, what's crazy Cass? Kim D has a podcast with some other guy and I like listening to it. Kim D said forever ago, I feel like that she knows somebody that was in the room 
when Joe Gorga called the IRS on his sister. And I remember hearing, and this is way before Jacqueline and Jacqueline and Teresa got back together. This was before the reunion. And I remember hearing, and she said it so casually. And I was like, why is this not a big deal? This is a pretty That's big a pretty deal. big fucking bombshell. Huge. So then Jacqueline Larita went on Kim's podcast after she reconciled with Teresa. They talked about it. Jacqueline said, I told Teresa, and it's coming out at the reunion. Yeah. And it did. It came. It, we don't know that yet. That's next week, but it did come out. You know, who knows what's true? I have no idea. We do know for fact that Melissa came on Real Houses of New Jersey to take Teresa down. We know that, and came on behind. We her know back. that for fact. Yeah, Carlos King, who was the old producer, yep, came out and admitted it. Oh and, yeah, I remember you saying that yeah, before, but I didn't he, know that it was like a fact fact. Yeah, he vindicated Teresa and all that. That is that is true. Melissa's been lying or like waving it off this whole time. As the years go on, she's like, oh my God, you can't get over it. You know, deflecting like, oh, here's Teresa. I can't get over anything. But like not once has Melissa taken accountability. Like, yes, I did come on to take you down and, and you know, air out whatever, family drama, whatever. Make her look bad. So to me, like... Yes, Teresa's and crazy. I, I, she is entertaining, but you know, whatever. She's nuts. But I don't know. I think about my sister doing that to me, and like all these years, not getting the validation. Like I would absolutely hate her. Like after all this had happened, so I, I kind of like, I don't know. I don't side with Teresa, but I, I understand why she was so insane all these years. I really do. That's my take on it. I was just going to say, last time that we talked about this on an episode, I did a poll, you know, Team Teresa, Team Melissa, and a lot of more people than I expected were Team Teresa. Uh, Because you want to know why people like Melissa... To me, it's a typical narcissist. They're very charming in the beginning, you know, and they're like, oh, this person's great and amazing. And like over time, slowly but surely, you start to see the holes in their narrative. You start to see the cracks. You start to catch them in a couple of lies. And then time goes on and they're doing it more. And you're kind of like, wait a minute. And I I think, listen, Melissa, you had a nice run, but your time's up. That's what I think. I really do. I would watch Melissa without Teresa on The Housewives, but I don't think The Housewives can survive without Teresa. I really don't. I would no. love to see. I would love to watch Teresa without Melissa. I mean, her whole wedding you special. Would. Oh, well, so watch her wedding special. I mean, so the Gorgas didn't go to her wedding. And, um, you know, they get brought up a couple of times because obviously you have to. You're doing a yeah. show. But for the most part, you kind of just got to watch Teresa with her daughters the other friendships that she has in her life. Louie, Louie's, I think he's a little nutty, but I did like Louie said on camera, like I'm seeing getting sent Instagram posts. The Gorgas are posting on their wedding day or the rehearsal dinner. Um, you know, blood doesn't make you family as their sister is about oh to get married, God. which is shitty. But Louie yeah. said, nobody tell Teresa. He's like, I'm not telling Teresa, nobody tell her. So I did like to see that. Yeah, but he kind of has her back. Like, he wasn't trying to stir up drama on his, yeah, just for the cameras. Just for the camera, because to me, that would have, if he was only interested in, like, being on TV and drama, that was a perfect opportunity for him to put drama on TV, and he didn't. I liked seeing that. The whole episode was light, airy. It was nice. You know, I I really enjoyed watching Teresa without the family drama. I I don't know. 
that's that's my like take that on it. Be a more pure side of her, and just like maybe more of a calmer. I mean, mm-hmm. she's still going to be crazy, but like she's in a sense, still a little bit calmer. Teresa, yeah, she's still Teresa. I mean, but it was more like season one and two adjacent, where you just got to see her just kind of because she's funny, you know, like she's yeah not that smart, and it is kind of funny and entertaining. Like, and you got to kind of see more of that side of her from season one and season two that I. I'd like to see more of. I can't see. I cannot mentally handle any more Teresa and Melissa drama. I won't watch Jersey if that's if they bring them both back. I won't. Oh my god! So, and and Andy, how does he deal with all of this? I wonder how much Andy makes. He's got to make a shit ton of money to be able to handle all of these reunions and watch what happens live and. I mean, you can, I feel like he's getting older. You can tell it's taken a toll on him. There's been a couple of reunions where he's like, like, he can't, it's like, stop, you know, and they talk over each other. I know. That's the thing that's so crazy. And he's probably, he lets them go a little bit. Mm -hmm. Housewives and like any of the reunions. Yeah. He lets them go a little bit. But my God, it's got to just be like, okay, calm down. We're not going to get through anything. You see him now saying that sometimes. Yeah. Like, guys, we're not going to get, we got to get through this. Like, I, come I on. almost wish he would put a rule in place. You're not allowed to talk over people because it does get annoying. Yeah. I like watching like old videos sometimes, like when they pop up on my algorithm, because I'm like, oh, I didn't even hear what that person said. I only heard what this yeah. person said because this one was just louder. Yeah, And I'm like, I didn't even hear that they said that. I'm like, oh, okay. So I feel like, yeah, the, the talking over and the screaming, I mean, and the reunion, it starts right out the gate. Andy asks Teresa a question. Immediately, Melissa's interrupting her. She doesn't even get like a sentence into it. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. This here we go. Anxiety. I just, yeah. I just don't care. Work your shit out off camera at this point. Like, this is ridiculous. Or don't. I don't know. But I don't care either way. I'm over it. From an entertainment standpoint, obviously, I I don't want to see families feuding. I mean, that's sad shit, but we need to lighten it back up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's wrap up this little segment with my conspiracy theory. Numero dos. Are you ready? I get two in one episode. Yeah, you get a two for a deal, girl. Oh my god, this is like, is this what heaven is like? I've been <laughs> yes, drop it, girl. Let's hear okay. it. Okay, okay, and I'm labeling it conspiracy theory for a reason because you're gonna think I'm nuts. Everybody's gonna think I'm nuts. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. I, love- <laughs> I have missed this so fucking much. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was watching part one or maybe it was um, in the trailer for part two and Teresa calls out Andy like, or someone says, Andy, did Melissa come on the show behind Teresa's back? It's like the question of the year. Now, like we just said, everything's going on behind the scenes. People have come forward and given facts and we all know that the answer is yes, she did. We all know this information. However, Andy still will not give a straight answer. He kind of beats around the bush. I don't know. I don't remember. It was long ago. I mean, we, hey, we liked the way she looked and oh, she had a similar staircase to you and we thought that was funny. Like it was like such a dumb answer. Don't tell me Andy Cohen doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes. I know that he does. And the fact that he would not give a straight answer, I thought was fucking crazy. 
Not only did he not give a straight answer, he completely beat around the bush and still made Melissa look good. And I'm sitting there like, why? Because I called it on the last time we talked about it. Why does Andy go easy on Melissa? Why does Andy never put Melissa in the hot seat? But oh, he's put Teresa in that hot seat. I mean, say what you will about her. Teresa has been in the hot seat for years and he does it with everybody else. He never does it with Melissa. Also, Melissa always gets good at it. So here's my theory. Are you ready? Yes, bring it. I think Andy Cohen, it's always been a joke that he's kind of got a little man crush on Joe Gorga. I think Melissa pimped out her husband to Andy years ago so they could stay on the show and look good and he can go easy on them. That's my theory and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Why else is this woman never in the hot seat? And she's being called out for not having a storyline. No other housewife would ever get away with that shit. That's my fucking theory. I think Joe Gorgo's (laughs) sucking him off on the side. Oh my god, do you legitimately think that? That's my theory. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't make sense of it any other way. I can't. And that question was like, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is it. He's going to at least say I'm I'm not getting into it. At least say something to validate it. We all know it's the truth. And he still wouldn't. And all he had to say was, we thought she was pretty. Uh Uh-uh. No. That's bullshit. Oh my God. Bullshit. Yeah. He's having cadoodles. Cadoodles. Canoodles. <laughs> he's canoodling with somebody canoodling. over there. <laughs> oh my what can God. I, think? I know. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I said, oh, him and Melissa sleeping together. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he's gay. And then you drop yeah. it. Yeah. You think, <laughs> yeah, no, Joe and Andy. I think. Oh, my God. That's what I think. All right. Well, you heard it here first, people. So if this comes out, you better be tagging Andy. Bravo, everybody. Baron B at Baron Below because we better get paid on this shit. Yeah, we said it Kathleen first. We better get paid on this shit. She's the one that said it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Well, that feels good to, like, let that out. I've been suing on that one for a while. Have you? <laughs> Not a while, like a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days. Oh, just literally this morning, I it stewed upon me when I was <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, that's amazing. All right. So, people. <laughs> oh, here we are. Here we are. Aren't you so happy we're back? Oh, my God. So, well, I have, like, a, a nice quote. quote of the episode. <laughs> Last time we did a Bravo ep- uh, episode, we ended it with, like, a hardcore Teresa flipping out quote. But this is actually going to be a nice This is going to be a nice quote. Okay. <laughs> gonna end it on something motivational uh whatever that is for you whatever you need motivation on so here we go yep. <laughs> <laughs> what? i don't know you just go yep and it just made me laugh you feel like you're not you are not buying this especially after this episode i'm not buying it no but hey it's all right life you know is about variety <laughs> variety and balance yes Here we go. 
There is no passion to be found playing small in settling for a life that is less than one you are capable of living. Very yeah, that's a quote by Nelson Mandela. And I just oh. and I just love that quote. It has nothing really to do with this episode um, <laughs> at all. Great quote. But it's a great quote. And yeah, I'm just like, you know what? We haven't recorded in a while, so I wanted something that's really going to stick, you know? Mm-hmm. Really just stick to the core of every human listening to this. Love it. Love it. I'm not, well, that didn't sound very... Uh, <laughs> I'm just still thinking about Joe Gorga and Andy Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced. Oh my god! No, that really was a nice quote. I I genuinely loved it. I promise. Oh, I loved it when I read it earlier too. I was like, oh, nothing okay. Mandela, nice. Before we got riled up with, Before all we got of riled this. and yeah. yeah. Um, and then our Below shout out for this week, we're shouting out Soleil at the beach bar and grill at the Woodlawn Beach. Woodlawn is in Hamburg. It's a great beach to go to, especially if you want to get a little tipsy too, because you got the Soleil bar there. It's really fun. I was looking at it the other day too. They've got some live music happening throughout the week for the whole summer. And I definitely want to check that out at least once this summer. Maybe yeah, with Natalie. Yeah. I know they have some family-friendly uh, stuff there, too. And I always see families at the beach. You know, it's like a bit of a mix of a crowd. Um, that's nice. Yeah, which is nice, you know, when they're – like, you don't have to be worried about if you are taking your kid there. And mm-hmm. so – yeah, and they have um, the summer rundown. It looks like they literally yeah. have something going on every single day. And yeah. so they have, uh, you know, like a cornhole league on Monday nights. They have country night, karaoke mm-hmm. night. And then, yeah, like you said, the live music. So there's always something going on. It looks super fun. And it looks like they even have a cool little happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m., $2 off Earthang. Earthang. Um, Thing, so that looks amazing oh my god i want to I know go. i'm excited to go there this summer i definitely want to bring natalie there at least once i got like a whole summer bucket list and i just added this to it oh cool what mm-hmm. else is on your summer bucket list anything oh my fun? god there's so much let me see i've just been adding things as they pop in my head oh i want to go to the city hall observation deck during the week i want to bring natalie to do that i thought that sounded really fun Oh, cool. We uh, want to go to the Toronto Zoo one of these days. We did it a few years back, and we had such a good time. I mean, the zoo in Buffalo is great, but the Toronto Zoo is, like, ginormous. There's so much more to see there. And yeah. I, I Natalie loves animals. She's an animal lover. So, um, yeah, we'll do that. All right, guys. Well, thank you for being patient for these few weeks that we haven't had an episode. We're getting back on track, but life happens. So, you know, we're just going with the flow and seeing where everything takes us. But thank you for being patient. We hope you loved this super duper fun epi and we're just so happy to be back. Yeah. Everybody get caught up on your Bravo shows. (laughs) Yes. Get caught up. Binge watch. There's a lot. Well, make sure if you love this episode to rate us five stars, follow us on all platforms. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple, um, which obviously, that's so stupid. Why why do I even say that? Because they're obviously listening somehow. But (laughs) anyways, follow us. And we still have a couple of crews left. Main character energy, baby. Go to www.baronbelo.com. And um, oh, we never told you guys how to follow Soleil oh. on uh, 
Instagram. It is Soleil at Woodlawn Beach. And that is their Instagram handle, just Soleil at Woodlawn Beach. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.